Welcome to Arate Today, the place where personal development meets personal responsibility and you are encouraged to reach your highest human potential. Jen Pipe is a multi-passionate entrepreneur and lifelong learner on a mission to positively impact the world through the powerful combination of community and creativity. Her main goal is to be better each day than she was the day before, and she is sharing her knowledge so you can do the same. So don't wait for things to happen. Go out and make them happen. It's time for you to be the intentional creator of your life with your butt in the driver's seat and your foot on the gas. Now, buckle your seatbelts because we're about to go for one hell of a ride. Brene Brown said in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, that we cannot selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions. This is Jen Pipe on a very brisk April afternoon in New England. And this podcast today is for anybody who's ever numbed, whether it's with drugs or alcohol or food or too much time on the internet or avoidance. I certainly am no stranger to that. I've done it. Um, I continue to do it. And this podcast today is me flying without a safety net. It's me with no notes. Typically, I will write up some outlines or whatever just to keep myself on track, but I don't have any of that today. It's just me being really open and vulnerable and laying it on the table in the hopes that we can connect about this, that I can help you through my sharing and through my vulnerability so that you can help me and help keep me accountable and help keep me honest after I share what I have to share today and that we can help each other because we are all connected and we all have struggles and imagine what an amazing place this world would be if we could just hold hands arm in arm and say to one another, you know, I accept you despite the fact that you're imperfect and despite the fact that you just can't get this thing right and I'm going to help you in whatever way I possibly can. So I have had this podcast in me for weeks now, and I've been having a hard time figuring out how to share it. And, you know, I've kind of pushed it aside. I was hoping that, oh, you know, maybe I'll think about it and it won't feel so important to me a few weeks down the road, and I'll think of something else to talk about, and I'll think of something else that's inspirational. But I think, you know, part of me doing this is admitting that number one, I need to have greater awareness around this area of my life. And number two, it's okay to ask for help because typically I'm the person that's in the helping role. I'm the coach. I'm the teacher. I am the trainer. I am the person who's putting together these workshops for women and children. So I'm not supposed to be imperfect, right? I'm supposed to have all of the answers. I'm supposed to have my shit 100% together all the time, but that's not reality. And that's me putting a tremendous amount of pressure on myself and it's not fair and it's not right. And so, you know, today I just want to be 100% upfront, you know, and, and take it for what it's worth. You might hate this podcast. You might not relate to this podcast. You might criticize or shame me because of this podcast, but, um, it's just, it's about me doing what I feel like needs to be done and, and me putting a message out there that I feel like can help a number of people who are in the same situation. So I'm going to take my chances today. And again, I'm flying without a safety net and I hope that it resonates on some level. So 
really this starts with me. Well, it doesn't start with me taking a trip to California about a month ago to visit my sister, but it's me becoming acutely aware about a month ago when I go to California to visit my sister. And it's been, if you live anywhere in the Northern hemisphere of the United States, it has been a brutal winter, bone chilling, record breaking cold for incredible stretches of time, snowfall, like it, it would make perfect sense to become a bear and hibernate. Like it was brutal around here. And, um, you know, I know people make fun of people in the Northeast cause you know, we're not as outdoorsy as we could be. And, you know, sometimes we struggle with our weight, but anyway, so I take this trip to California and I visit my sister and we take lots of pictures cause we don't see each other very often. And we're excited to have this time together. And then, I look at the pictures afterwards and I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Like, um, you, you've got arms like legs and where's the muscle tone and eek, like, you know, at one point it was like, really those shorts looked much better in the mirror than they did on the camera lens. But in any event, it was just an eye opening, like, okay, I have not been taking the best care of myself. And so again, awareness and the awareness around this is there's been a huge epiphany on my part about what my triggers are for my unhealthy behavior. And we all have triggers for certain things that we do in life. We have triggers that cause us to feel anger and we have triggers that cause us to feel fear and we have triggers that cause us to withdraw and we have triggers that cause us to be combative. Um, so we all have them. And for me, my awareness is around the triggers that cause me to be unhealthy, for me to not take the care of myself in this body that I should be taking care of. And for me, it's about awareness. And there might be people out there who know me and love me and are listening today. And they're like, oh, I could have told you that years ago, sister. Like, you know, I've had my husband say to me sometimes like, you really paid to take that training? Like, I could have told you that for free, you know? So certainly there are people out there who know us better than we know ourselves sometimes, but I really don't believe that you can have true awareness until you feel it yourself, until you feel it in your bones and you're living it and you're breathing it and you resonate with it. it for me, it's not true awareness if someone else is just trying to shove it down your throat. So my epiphany around this comes in the knowledge that when I'm not at my best self, it's because I'm feeling feelings of abandonment and loss. Those are my triggers. And I'm not entirely sure of why those are my triggers just yet. This is something that I'm exploring on my own and I'm digging deep to figure this all out because when I'm at my best, I can help other people be at their best. Um, but those are definitely my triggers, abandonment and loss. I'm sure some of it comes from having parents that were divorced and having a father that was largely absent in my life. Um, I'm sure some of it comes from, you know, growing up and going through those things that you grow, you go through sometimes that are tremendously painful. And for me, I've never turned to drugs. I've never turned to alcohol to mask what's going on in my life. Carbs and simple sugars are my drug of choice. And um, 
it hasn't always been that way. So, you know, when I was younger, I was definitely an athlete, um, worked out just for the fun of it, loved the feeling that I got, loved the strength and the way my body looked and felt and responded. Um, and that was great. And then, um, you know, I'd say it's been probably about 15 years of my, the past 15 years where I've had this really big struggle and definite triggers there. You know, it's been about 15 years since I've really had a conversation with my father. Um, I remember getting married and not feeling abandonment and loss around that time in my life, obviously feeling tremendous joy and happiness and love and connectedness and just feeling completely blessed. But underneath there was just that taking root of the feelings of, well, what if this doesn't last? What if it isn't always this way? What if I end up like my parents? And in that, again, a trigger, again, me not being the healthiest I could be, me going out to eat more often. Um, you know, when I think about uh, a couple years, well, probably like five years ago now, maybe, um, had this friend that was really close to and helped her through a tremendously tough time in her life, probably the toughest time that she has ever been through. And I was this person's confidant and um, helped house her in her time of need and was the one she turned to. And that made me really happy to do that. But then once her life got back on track, it was like she completely abandoned me. And then I started feeling abandonment and loss and betrayal um, by this person. And so that lead me, led me to unconsciously, because I don't think any of this up to date has been conscious, to unconsciously make some unhealthy choices, to have some unconsciously unhealthy behaviors that once again take root and then become habitual. More recently, you know, changes in employment, changes in financial stature, things that are tremendous triggers for me. Uncertainty and loss is a huge trigger for me. And so I deal with that in a way that is not um, in my best interest. And I know that this is a protection mechanism of mine. And I know that I'm doing this certainly at the sacrifice of myself and of, of my own health. But like I said, this is awareness. And awareness isn't always cut and dry, black and white, immediately and readily available. Sometimes awareness takes time. And it's taken time for me, but because I've been on this journey over the past, you know, five to 10 years um, with personal empowerment and personal betterment and personal development and, you know, following my true path, this is when the awareness has started to really show itself and to really put itself at the forefront and become more conscious. So I'm hoping that up to this point you can relate and, you know, maybe for you, it's not necessarily all about weight and food. Maybe for you, it's about a failing marriage and wine, or maybe it's about, um, you know, difficulty with your children and avoidance, but we all have triggers and we all have responses and it's what we do with that that's going to determine the outcome. So I hope this is making sense. Um, and I hope that you can reach out to me in some way and, and just let me know. Maybe you're on the same path. Maybe you're on the same journey. So 
what I want to do today is I just want to make a public declaration to you, you know, the people that I'm, I'm helping and I work tirelessly to make your lives easier and also make a commitment to myself because it's the commitment to myself that helps me be better at what I do. And those commitments are going to revolve around three clarifying questions that I am going to start asking myself on a regular basis. The first being when I'm noticing myself not making good choices or being unconscious, right? Because I think so many of us travel through life unconsciously. We're not aware, right? We're asleep at the wheel. We're just going through the motions. But it's to bring consciousness around this and to, to have that be the catalyst for new and improved behaviors. So the first question that I can and that you can ask yourself is, will this bring me closer, closer to my healthiest self? Will this bring me closer to my best self? Will this bring me closer to my highest potential? And that's a really effective question to ask. So if I'm making an unhealthy dinner choice, I can become more aware and say, is this the best thing to do at this time? Another question I can ask is, what am I choosing not to deal with by exhibiting this behavior? So if I'm choosing to sit and look at Facebook or update my Twitter feed or, you know, go through photos just so I can put them on Instagram, what am I avoiding by exhibiting that behavior repeatedly? What am I avoiding by allowing that to become my habit instead of something that could become healthier, like going for a nice long walk or even doing something creative, like taking pictures or writing? You know, what am I avoiding? Am I avoiding pain? Am I avoiding disappointment? Am I avoiding um, anger or fear? And then the final question is, what can I do instead, right? What could you do instead? What could we do instead? to be our best. So those are the three questions. Those are my three commitments is to be more aware and to ask those questions of myself. And I would invite you to do the same. If you're feeling the same kinds of things, those are great grounding questions that you can ask yourself. So because I've been more conscious and aware lately, even prior to recording this podcast, I've been making better choices. So I've been eating healthier. And part of that comes with the season. You know, the days are getting longer. They're getting warmer. I want to be outside more often. Produce is fresher. It tastes better. And so sometimes it just becomes easier. Sometimes living where I live, it becomes a seasonal thing that's easier. But I can't let myself get trapped in that mentality of, oh, well, I can only live this way for seven months out of the year because the rest of the time it's not worth it and I'm wearing big baggy clothes anyway. That's a definite self-defeating mentality. So the awareness is not doing that anymore and making more conscious choices. So lately, um, I've reached out to people because for me, partnering is, a, it equals accountability. So I've reached out to parents that um, have children on my daughter's basketball teams and invited them when the girls have practice. Why don't we go out back and do like a boot camp workout around the track? Um, I have kettlebells. I have hand weights. I have rubber bands. I have ropes. Um, and so the goal is to have us 
collectively as a group do this really healthy and empowering thing together. And fortunately or unfortunately, no one's really taken me up on that yet. I've gotten a bunch of maybes, but I can't force people to make a commitment just because I want to. All I can do is just show up and keep doing it. So for the past couple of weeks, I've been going and I've been walking and I've been, you know, doing push-ups and tricep dips and lunges and squats and all kinds of stuff on the stairs while I'm there. And it's been really awesome and I feel great. And I just need to keep reminding myself, like, you know what, Jen, you never feel shitty when you work out, but you feel shitty when you tell yourself you're going to work out and then you don't. Like, I've never gone out to exercise and been like, oh, crap, I really wish I didn't do that. No, it's the other way around. But I get stuck in this hamster wheel of just completely disempowering myself. So, you know, for me, being more aware has been like, okay, I need to be accountable. I'll invite other people. And part of that, I remember reading a number of years ago, this book by Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect. And the whole premise of the book is, you know, it's the things that you do every day that get you your results. So it's the habits that you make. It's the, the daily things that you commit to that yield the results that you get, whether they're good or bad. And so he gave the example of two neighbors. So neighbor one made a commitment on New Year's to get healthier. And what he did was every day he went for a 20-minute walk and he committed to eat like 200 less calories. Neighbor two didn't make any commitments and was in a funk and dealt with that funk with lots of fast food and lots of beer, no activity. So you didn't notice any real dramatic changes between those two neighbors after 10 days or a month or two months. But after a year of these daily behaviors that they had, one healthier, one not so healthy, when you put the two neighbors side by side, there was a 50-pound weight limit, weight difference between them because neighbor one had lost 25 pounds with his new healthier habits, and neighbor two had in turn gained 25 pounds with his new unhealthier habits. So the compound effect, the things you do every day matter. So what I want to do today again, as a commitment to myself, but hopefully for you to make a commitment to yourself and for us to make a commitment to each other and maybe form a little tribe around this and get some support going and some accountability and some contact with each other is just to remind myself and to remind you of some non-diet, because I cannot stand the word diet, so some non-diet things that we can do together to make healthier choices. The first one would be to drink more water. I gave up soda three years ago. It was the best thing I ever did. I haven't looked back, haven't been tempted. But in probably, I would say, the last year or so, I've developed, um, we'll call it a part-time Starbucks habit, where I've taken a liking to their chai tea, which I just read was one of the most unhealthy drinks that they offer because there's a tremendous amount of sugar in it. So unknowingly, again, and unconsciously, I went and replaced this great habit of giving up soda with taking on Starbucks. So my first commitment is to drink more water, to add lemon to that water for extra nutrients and to help with digestion and my skin and my overall health and well-being. Um, you could drink more water too. Maybe we can give up Starbucks together. Um, number two, just increased activity, increased daily activity. 
whether it be intense activity like going to the gym or doing a boot camp workout or just moderate activity, getting up off the couch and maybe running up and down the stairs a few times or parking your car at the other end of the parking lot or taking the stairs instead of the elevator, but just an increase of daily activity. And daily, I think, is the key word here. Um, number three would be to eat less food from packages and more food from natural sources. So more fruits and vegetables and nuts and beans and lean sources of protein. Um, less things that come in a bag or a box. Uh, when I, a couple years ago, right before my 40th birthday, I was really inspired. I wanted to do something for myself, wanted to get healthier and was very successful, lost 40 pounds, complete lifestyle change, transformation. And I avoided the whole middle section of the supermarket for six months. I didn't eat anything in a bag or out of a box unless it was like a frozen vegetable to save time. But, um, you know, there was no snacks. I wasn't eating out and I felt great. And then again, became unconscious through a series of events that helped me to feel feelings of abandonment and loss and kind of lost the momentum where that was concerned and started a backslide. So becoming more conscious, going back to that habit of just avoiding the center of the grocery store, avoiding things that come with a nutrition label, um, and just being more healthy and more aware. Number four is increased sleep. I have not been getting as much sleep lately as I need to be. Um, and it helps me to feel tired the following day. So once I'm done doing my work and my commitments to my children and my house commitments, there's very little energy left for me. So increasing my sleep pattern would help me to feel more energetic and more likely to go for that walk or to ride the bike at the end of the day. Decrease in just snacking, unconscious snacking in front of the TV, when I'm bored, when I'm feeling stressed. That's number five. Number six would be to plan ahead. When I was on that massive transformation a couple years ago, Sundays and Wednesdays were my time for food prep. So I'd cut up all my veggies, I'd cook my protein, I'd portion everything out. Um, you know, I'd plan out things for the crock pot. Then I wasn't stuck like, oh my God, I am starving. And the only thing at my disposal is a Panera, you know, or I've got to stop at the convenience store because I'm going to eat my own flesh. So planning ahead is key. Number seven, make it easy on yourself. I need to make it easy on myself. I need to have my exercise clothes readily available, not stuck in a laundry basket, not in the hamper, but folded, put away, easily accessible. Um, like I said, I need to have fruit and vegetables front and center so I'm not tempted to reach for, I, I don't even know what my snack of choice is really, I don't have many, but um, let's say at this time of year, jelly beans. So make it easy, don't make it complicated. Have a full tank of gas, have the gym bag out, um, have your membership card on your keychain, whatever it's gonna be, have your music already uploaded onto your iPod or your iPhone. Um, number eight, book an appointment with yourself. So I fill up my days with meetings, coaching other people, planning for classes, outreach, that kind of thing. I can't remember the last time I put an appointment in my calendar that said like exercise or self-care or take a yoga class. So it's critical to book those appointments with yourself and keep them in your calendar. Don't pencil them in like Sharpie them in. They're important. 
Um, accountability is number nine. So me recording this podcast today where it's tremendously painful and admitting that I have this flaw, you know, if we can call it that, or admitting that I have this challenge or this area for growth and improvement to the masses is not easy for me. And I feel really vulnerable right now, but I'm also feeling empowered because it keeps me accountable, right? I've recorded this I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let myself down. So how can you become more accountable to yourself? That's number nine. Number 10 is to set clear and effective goals. So a lot of times what I find myself doing is I will say something to myself like, I'm definitely going to exercise three times this week. And then the week goes by and I haven't. Why is that? Because number one, I didn't follow number eight, and I didn't book the appointment with myself. And number nine, uh, number going back to number ten, I didn't set a smart goal, so it wasn't specific enough. It wasn't measurable. So I would be much better served saying Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at eight a.m. are my workout days, and doing that. Um, so. It needs to be measurable. It needs to be um, something that's going to light you up inside and make you happy. Instead of just saying, I want to lose weight, how about I would like to fit into my size six pants by July? You either will or you won't, right? That's a great goal because you can measure it. You can record it and see if you've achieved it or not. So number 10 is set better goals. And, um, you know, I hope this has been helpful today. Again, you know how to get a hold of me. I would love to hear from you. I know I'm not alone. And, um, you know, I would invite you to share your story privately or in public on the blog. Um, but tell me, you know, how you're doing. Let's do this together. Again, we are all connected. And God, wouldn't it be such a wonderful thing if we could help each other and elevate each other and just empower each other to live our best lives and to become, again, less unconscious and more conscious in what we're doing each and every day. So that's my story for today. Um, I hope it was helpful. And I guess in some strange way, it helped me to share it. I guess um, hopefully I don't have a sharing hangover once this goes live in iTunes, but I don't think I will. I think it's something I've needed to say for a while. And um, for me, you know, I'm just going to temper those feelings of abandonment and loss and just go more to a place of abundance and it's going to be okay. And I think when I can successfully do that each and every day and make that my compound effect habit, then things for me will change dramatically. So until the next time, look forward to hearing from you over at genpipe.com. Um, keep laughing, learning, and loving, and I hope you have a really amazing Easter with family and friends if you're celebrating. Happy Holy Week to those who have been partaking in that, and um, just keep trying to be your best self. That's all we can do. We're not perfect, but we can be awesome. So until next time, peace. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Arete Today. As always, Jen has put together some engaging additional content in the show notes at genpipe.com. That's where the conversation will continue. So click on the blog, stay connected, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Until next time, keep laughing, loving, and learning. And we hope to see you in one of Jen's upcoming classes or workshops.